Thank you for listening to the audio message from the Young Adult Gathering at Cross Church Pinnacle Hills Campus. Join us Sunday mornings at 9.15 in the Connection Center. For more information about Cross Church, please visit us online at www.crosschurch.com. Good morning, everyone. How are you? All right. Hey, that's what I'm talking about right there. So uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the YAG this morning. We're excited to have you guys um, on another, looks like, warm, almost November day. So it's going to be, it looks like we're going to have some warm weather for a while still. So that looks great, right? Um, Hey, guys, just a few things this morning. Uh, So for anyone that has like this ornate need to decorate, all right, just your house is not enough. They are looking for some people to volunteer and help decorate the church. Um, so, um, so guys, if you have wives that are planning on spending all kinds of extra money this year to decorate your house, send them here. All right, so that this will be a good way to kind of help them get that need out. But and there may be some guys that want to decorate. I don't know. Eric Hip's not here this morning because he is decorating his house as we speak. I think so. Um, just a couple of other things this morning. Uh, blessing baskets, you're probably going to start hearing more and more about that. Um, that will be coming up very soon. Um, they may even have like a video this morning, I'm not sure. So, But that's just a great, um, a great thing that this church does every year. So if you have a chance and you can be involved in that, um, there'll be more in your bulletins at your uh, table as well as out in the church. So please consider that. It's a great event um, for your entire family to do. Um, and I think that's really about it this morning. Um, does anybody else have any announcements? All right, well, we'll let Seth get after it. He said he needed some extra time this morning. He was feeling like really fired up. So we'll give him some extra time this morning. All right, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for allowing us together here today as, uh, and just uh, pray that you would just speak to us this morning. We pray that here in the YAG and later in the service, Lord, that you would just uh, have those words um, ring true in our heart, Lord. Just uh, show us how you would have, this, have us apply them throughout the week. Uh, we pray for all those that aren't with us this morning, Lord. We just pray that you would just uh, be with them and their family. And if they're traveling, help them to be safe. If they're sick, just pray for healing, Lord. Um, Father, we just uh, we lift up Seth to you as he comes to, to preach this morning. We love you and praise you. Amen. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? Good. Good to see everyone. Danny, good to see you, sir. I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass Danny a little bit. So Danny Farrar, one of our table leaders over here, he uh, had some health issues and um, God showed up in a mighty way. And it's pretty much taken care of, and Danny's back to work, and uh, we've, we really love you guys, so we're glad to see you here, and it all worked out. So, Well, this morning we are going to keep going on our Hebrews chapter 11 series, so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to look at verses 23 through 28. So if you're new this morning, we're going to do things a little bit different. So the past six weeks, um, we are walking through a series that the big room, big church, as we like to call it, is walking through as well. We're walking through um, alongside them. So I'm not going to be long up here this morning. Basically, I'm going to read the passage, give you some context for the passage, and then turn it back over to you all. And you have several discussion questions 
our normal format's a little bit different. Our normal format is a little more heavy on the teaching time up here and less discussion questions. Um, so if you love the new format, I'm sorry, it ends next week. Although Chris has been known to take bribes. So if you love it, just slip some cash. We'll see what we can do. Um, if you don't like the new format, good news is it ends next week. So we'll go back to the old format. Um, so Hebrews chapter 11, verse 28, or 23 through 28. This morning we're going to look at four moments of faith in Moses' life. And I'm going to get these straight from the text. Um, in the text, there's going to be four by faith statements. So as we're reading the text, be on the lookout for those. All right, everybody there? Hebrews 11, 23 through 28. All right, let's go. The first one starts out, verse 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. The second one. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. The third one. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. And then the last one, the fourth one. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. So I'm just going to give a quick summary of these, of these four by faith statements. Uh, Chris shot down my idea of reading the entire book of Exodus. I was like, let's just read the entire book of Exodus so we can get the exact context. Uh, but he shot that down. So we're going to do just a quick summary of uh, the life of Moses. So we're going to start verse 23. Let's get going. Now, in order to understand verse 23, we've got to go back to the book of Exodus. So in Exodus chapter 1, verse 22, you're going to find that Pharaoh, if you remember back, if you have any type of church history, you're going to remember the story. Bobby and I were laughing this morning, the old felt board. Anybody remember the felt board, right? The Moses and the baby basket and all that. Um, so we're going through all that this morning. But in Exodus verse, or chapter 1, verse 22, we find Pharaoh, the Pharaoh of Egypt, He's commanding all the people, all the Egyptian people, to take every Jewish baby boy who is born and to throw them into the Nile. Everybody remember that? You take the baby boy, you throw him into the Nile. The reason why this was happening, Pharaoh was afraid of the growing number of, Jewish, of the Jewish population. And he was afraid that if they kept growing and expanding, they would eventually have a force great enough where they could overtake Egypt. So the Pharaoh was looking proactively to try and kind of, you know, um, take down this Jewish uprising. So keep that in the back of the mind as we, as, we read through the, as we read through the verses. I don't want you to miss, we often talk about Moses' great faith, though, right? We talk about Moses' faith. This, that's all chapter 11 is about Moses' great faith. But I don't want you to miss the parents' faith. It often gets overlooked. Just think about it. If Moses' parents were found hiding this baby boy. They hid him for three months. If they were found hiding this baby boy, what do you think would have happened to them? Right? This is Pharaoh. Pharaoh could do whatever he wanted. He easily could have killed the parents and the baby as well. So don't miss the, the, the faith of Moses' parents as well. Moses' parents had a great faith in God. Now, before we go forward, I want you to kind of catch up on the story of, of Moses so three months into Moses' life, okay, Moses' mother, he makes a basket for Moses, 
and places it in the Nile River. And if you think back to the story, what happens? Pharaoh's daughter is down there by the river. They see a baby boy in a basket. They go, they take Moses up out of the river. And long story short, Pharaoh's daughter makes Moses her own child. So that's the context for verse 23. So I want you to look at verse 24 through 26 now. And we're flying through it because I want to have plenty of time for discussion questions because you've got several. So verses 24 through 26 in Hebrews, we see the second act of great faith. In these, in these three verses, we see two choices that Moses made in his life. The first one, he chose to be mistreated like the other Jews instead of being treated as royalty in Egypt. Remember back to the story. Moses was taken in into the Pharaoh's household. He could have been treated as royalty. He could have had anything. The second choice that he made, he chose the reproach of Christ to be greater than the treasures of Egypt. If you remember back to history, Egypt at this time, it was one of the richest nations on earth. It was the richest nation. I mean, he could have had it all physically. He could have had whatever he wanted. Instead, though, Moses put aside the temporal satisfactions of this earth and instead focused on the one who was to come. The third act of faith is found in verse 27. It says, By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, if you read the story of Moses, you think back through the story of Moses, you'll remember that Moses actually left Egypt twice. Okay? He left Egypt twice. So which occasion is Hebrews referring to? So the first occasion that Moses left is found in Exodus chapter 2. If you remember back to the story, when Moses had grown up, he was out in the field one day, and remember, he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. So he saw an Egyptian beating one of his own people. Moses grew upset about that. He went over to this Egyptian and killed him, struck him down, buried him in the sand. He thought he had gotten away with it. A few days later, he overhears a conversation, and the guy says essentially, you know, like you did to the Egyptian man, meaning you killed him. Um, so Moses is afraid of that. Moses realizes that, that he's been found out. So he flees. He leaves Egypt. He flees to Midian, and he's there for a little while, and then he comes back to Egypt. Okay, so that's the first exodus from Egypt. The second time Moses left Egypt was when he led the Hebrew people out of the wilderness. That's the big grand story of the parting of the Red Sea, et cetera, et cetera. So which leaving is it talking about here? There is some disagreement on which leaving it refers to, but I think it refers to the actual exodus, to the actual crossing of the Red Sea when Moses leads the people out of Egypt. And the reason why I come to this conclusion is this. So in Exodus 2, chapter or in Exodus 2, verses 14 through 15, it specifically says in the text that Moses did fear the wrath of the king. He did fear the wrath of the king. That's why he left. He was afraid of what Pharaoh would do to him. That's why he fled Egypt. But if we look in chapter 11, verse 27, it says that Moses wasn't afraid of the anger of the king. So to me, that seems to point to the Exodus being talked about here. So regardless whether it's the first exodus or the second exodus, the main point is this. The main point is that Moses left the riches of Egypt, trusting in the one who is invisible. He had faith that God would take care of him, and he had no fear. Genuine faith enables us to obey God without fear. 
Lastly, the, the fourth act of faith is found in verse 28. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. So this is in reference to the event of the Passover. The Passover occurs in Exodus 12. If we had time, we would read it. Um, if you want to go back and read it after church, please do. But chapter 12 of Exodus, um, God had sent 10 plagues to the Egyptian people to try and convince Pharaoh to let his people go. If you remember back into you know, like elementary school, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go, that song, right? That's, the, that's what it's referencing. And the last plague is called the, the Passover. And in this event, God killed all the firstborns of the Egyptians, but he did not kill the Israelites who put blood on the doorpost of their homes. So this is the event that was being referenced in verse 28. The faith of Moses was deliverance for him and his people. They believed God enough to do something that would have been totally foreign to them. I mean, think about it. If I'd come to you and said, yeah, I need you to slaughter a lamb, and you need to take that blood, and I need you to mark your doorpost. And if you don't do that, the angel of the Lord is going to fly over your house tonight and kill your firstborn. What type of response would you think I would get out of that? Right? You, you would probably run to Ronnie Floyd right now and say, okay, I mean, I know the Seth guy. He's one of your pastors. But, like, there might be some counseling issues there because he's a little, he's a little off, right? That, that would be our first. And if Chris told me to do the same I mean, I would do the same thing. Like, that, that would not be our first, like, oh, let's go do it. But they did it. They did it. They had faith. And because of Moses' faith, his people lived. So that's it. I'm done. I was going to say it might be the quickest lesson in the history of the ag, but I don't know. I read the verses the last time I was up here, and they just stepped off. So I think I might be the second fastest. Um, but I want to pray for you. I've given you the context. And now it's up to the table leaders to kind of dig into the passage. So let's pray, and then I'm turning it over to you. Father God, thank you for just your word. Thank you for um, just Moses and the example he can be for us. But Jesus, thank you for being the greater Moses, the, the one who came to earth to lead your people into eternity, Lord. Father God, I pray just... For our time of discussion, Lord, I pray that um, we wouldn't just give just surface-level answers. I pray that, that we would really seek to dig down into the text, to really seek to, to learn more about you, and really um, just look at our hearts and those things that need to change. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would just, um, just be with us all. Holy Spirit, fill this room. I pray that you would um, just open our hearts to your word. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the audio message from the Young Adult Gathering at Cross Church Pinnacle Hills Campus. Join us Sunday mornings at 915 in the Connection Center. For more information about Cross Church, please visit us online at www.crosschurch.com.